Welcome back, everybody, to this week's edition of the About to Review podcast. I'm your host, that guy named John, and I'm joined because the worlds have collided. I have the two, I would say, two of the biggest influences as to why this podcast exists. So, right across the table from me is returning Dr. Andy. Hello. And also returning Tim Hall, the People's Critic. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah. So, here's a quick origin story of the podcast. So, Tim and I had been talking about this for a long time. Tim has been writing reviews, peoplescritic.com, or peoplescriticsblog.com, for a long time. And so, we would always talk about movies. And I was like, you know, I want to do a podcast. And he was like, okay, do it. And I was like, but, but, and he was like, if you want to just do a podcast. So I got the equipment, started putting stuff together. First person I called was Andy because I was like, all right, I have this creative idea. Andy and I also always talk about movies. We're always going to movies. And he's got too much time on his hands. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so the first episodes, the ones that have not even been released, uh, have, have Andy on them. So yeah, but now this is the first time that you two have been in the studio together so this is pretty awesome it's like matter and antimatter yeah yeah or something like that yeah something something like that well welcome both of you guys to this to the studio uh so i have exciting news speaking of of new things and collaborations uh, why does everything sound so good today john i know today is a good day uh because i am welcoming our first official sponsor and not not a fake one like this guy named Steve has done on a couple of episodes, a real sponsor. Uh, and the sponsor is American Music, which is here in Seattle, uh, 4450 Fremont Avenue in Fremont, of course, in Seattle. This music store is is awesome. So they helped me uh, get this amazing new Zoom H6 recorder, which is way more high tech than the Zoom H4 I had been using. And I still do not really know how to use it. Uh, but yeah, so definitely want to give them a shout out over there. They've been open since 1973. Highly encourage you guys to check them out. Uh, Matt and Sam and Tom over there are fantastic. So yeah, that, that was first sponsor plug. How did that sound? Did that sound weird? all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Sweet. Yeah, you, sound, you sound all right. <laughs> a recurring, hopefully recurring segment on this podcast, uh, is the review segment. Theme song. You got to get a theme song. Still no theme song. Okay. <laughs> so, still I, I know some people who do some music. I'll talk to them and see if they can so, give you a theme song. Send it to me. Aboutreview right. at gmail.com. All right. So, new five-star reviews on iTunes. First one, subject matter, super fun podcast. And this is by, oh boy. This, <laughs> this, this is by Bauer74748487936. Is that their real name? Is this a prison? It's like a federal prisoner. I have no idea. Keep your head up, Bauer. Be strong, man. I think it just unlocked nuclear code somewhere. Anyway, so super fun podcast. It says John knows his stuff and his passion really comes through. Popular entertainment is covered, but he's also a champion of independent artists. Oh, I like that because I you're really, a champion. I, I like covering. I'll get you a belt. Ooh, <laughs> Independence Artist Champ. <laughs> that, that would be great. Uh, I do. I like. I still think of myself as a little guy in this podcast world, which I am. So I will always. Visually speaking, uh, people can't see this, but he is actually a little guy. I'm two feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> you're visually a little guy. Uh, but yeah, so thank you for that, uh, Bauer 
and a bunch of numbers after it. Uh, next one, five stars. Subject: People's Critic is back. Oh, wow. look at that! Yeah, by Aaliyah O. Th- First of all, thank you, Aaliyah. I yeah. appreciate it. it uh, from the grave, she wrote this. <laughs> oh, wow! Uh, rest in peace, Aaliyah. We love you. Yeah. Uh, so this review says. It's such a pleasant surprise when I listen to the latest episode and I hear Tim, the People's Critic's voice. Oh, this is amazing. Another great show, John, and I wouldn't mind a 90s R&B episode. <laughs> Every week, a great guest. It makes the show really fun. Wait, a 90s R&B episode? Yeah, remember we talked about that when we were uh, talking about all like the new edition movie? Yes. We talked about that, so. Yeah. Uh, do that. And on that last episode, Tim did, uh, I will not, grovel is a strong word. But you I asked. Mean, grovel. <laughs> I mean, listen, I have no problem asking for things. Yeah. It's okay to ask. Yeah. Uh, so you ask to be mentioned in the reviews. Yeah, so you can get off your knees now, Tim. I right. Know. And then this one actually is an old review that actually the person sent me a tweet saying that they modified their review. So, and if you do send a review, if you do put up a review, send me a tweet at about to review because iTunes never sends me an email. I just have to check to see if I have new ones. All right. So this one, a subject, best entertainment podcast. By the best by dragon four five six seven nine nine because <laughs> there were other, there were four hundred fifty six seven hundred ninety eight dragons before mm. that. Uh, says this podcast is super fun. John is awesome and regularly has guests has great guests. Guests such as Andy yeah and the Curly Show crew are awesome. It's not pretentious <laughs> like some parentheses see NPR Pop Culture Happy Hour or poorly produced like many pop culture podcasts. Ten out of ten would recommend again. P.S. Frequent guest Tim Hall is also pretty great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, I get it. I get it. P.S. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a great review. Thank you. That is, and I and I have both Andy and Tim here. So, uh, yeah. So thank you, everybody who who leaves a review. Uh, I really appreciate it. It it makes this whole thing. Sometimes, and most podcasters, I feel like this. Uh, feel go through this. We record this. We just put it out there. Right. We have no idea if anyone actually listens. So I like hearing feedback. I'm always open to suggestions and feedback. Uh, yeah, hit me up on Twitter, at About to Review, if you have other uh, ideas. So thank you for that. Uh, yeah, there we go. Now to the rest of it. So on this episode, it is going to be jam-packed. We're going to talk about three different movies, as well as run through our Oscar uh, nominations and stuff. I have to leave by eight, John. By eight. <laughs> All right. Well, we only have seven hours. <laughs> cool. So the three movies we're going to be talking about are Fist Fight, Great Wall, or The Great Wall, and Logan. So, Tim, how about you start us off with... We're talking about Fist Fight first. Fist Fight, because Tim and I saw Fist Fight together. Andy okay. and I saw Great Wall together. And then Tim and I also saw Logan together. So... Tim, lead us off right, with so, Fist Fight. So Fist Fight is loosely based on the 1980s movie Three O'Clock High. I don't know if either of you have seen that. Nope. Okay. <laughs> you can't make that movie now. It's about this kid getting bullied, and it's all this sort of like homophobic stuff in the film, mm. and like bullying, and a teacher who's in love with the, this kid who wants to sleep with this teacher. Stuff that just wouldn't fly right now. Okay. So they kind of remade it with Fist Fight, so now you have these two teachers pitted up against each other. Um, you have was there to- a fight in Three O'clock High? Yeah, yeah. Okay, the nerdy kid is getting beat oh, up by gotcha. the by the cool bully, and this sort of plays out in a similar way. Instead of this nerdy kid, is Charlie Day who plays uh, what's his name? Uh, this guy named Andy is a teacher. Andy Rose- Campbell. Andy Campbell, very quiet, mild mannered teacher, mm-hmm. kind of a bit of a pushover. 
in this school that does it's not a real school the school is ridiculous the, it's like the school does not make sense at it's all like it's nothing but madness happening all mm-hmm. day and this movie takes place on senior prank day so there's all these pranks happening at the school um ice cube plays mr strickland who's like mm-hmm. the hard-nosed teacher who whenever he walks in a room people sort of straighten up mm-hmm. sit up straight because he doesn't he doesn't mess around um, there's an incident in mr strickland's class uh-huh. that andy sees and um and also what's also happening is they're laying teachers off they're laying off whole right. departments se- departments right mm-hmm. which is they might, might, as well be, might as well be closing the school at this point right so in in an attempt to keep his job because his wife is pregnant Andy sort of snitches on Mr. Strickland. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Mr. Strickland challenges him to a fight at the end of school. So Nandy spends the rest of the school day trying to avoid a fight, you know, trying to bribe kids to help him. Like, all this, all the ridiculousness of the film takes place mm-hmm. then, and then it ends, and, of course, they, there's a fight. They end up fighting. Because it's so in the spoil- trailer. Spoil- they, yeah, spoiler alert. It's in the trailer. Through, I don't know why the fight's in the trailer. Through all of the machinations that Charlie Day is trying to do, you know they end up fighting. Yeah. Is, it, is it a knife fight at the end? No, but that would be awesome. No, oh, okay. is there is there a knife involved? There, it well, one of the characters in this movie that yes. has no business being Christina Hendricks. in this movie is Christina Hendricks. But we talked about it afterwards. Like we think a lot of her stuff got cut. It had to have been because okay, so she Christina, shows up and it's like, oh, Christina Hendricks, and then right. she then she's like barely in it. She is in the whole movie. 10 minutes max. Max. And Wait so, for the director's cut of yeah. this movie. Maybe a page of dialogue. I mean, maybe. And so, and she shows up and is just the crazy one. Right. So she was like, I can cut him if you want to. And so she pulls out this butterfly knife at one point. Yeah. So, but it was just weird. Yeah. And so it makes sense with most of these high school movies where there is the bombshell high school teacher right. that everybody likes. She was not in the movie long enough for them to even show the kids uh, feeling that way towards her. Right. They kind of alluded when she when she first enters the film that those kids are kind of leering at her a little bit, like oh she's yeah. the hot teacher. But then they never. That's kind of they the never explore scene. it. She but, just she's just there. But, yeah, but she's in it. Tracy Morgan's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jillian Bell's in it, who we know from like the Twenty One Jump Street mm-hmm. movies. Uh, Dean Norris from Breaking Bad is in it. He yeah. plays the principal. Dennis Haysbert is in there. He's superintendent. Um, yeah, but the best part is the daughter. The best part of the movie by far is the daughter. She has a great performance <laughs> mm-hmm. at her talent show. That sort of steals, steals it, the movie. This movie, so if you take the three-act structure, the second act of this movie was just kind of slow. It was just kind of, it was just right. building, it was building. Right. But you started to kind of lose interest. The third act kicks off with this talent show with his daughter. Right. That is the best part of the movie. Right. Hands down, like, the whole theater was laughing and it brought you back into the movie right. at the perfect time. Right. So they made a good choice with that, yeah. putting it where they did, and it stole the show. And that's right. Kumail Nanjiani's in it. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Mm-hmm. He's funny. He plays security guard at the yeah. school. He's great. I mean, they're flanked with all these comedians. Like mm-hmm. I was saying in my review, it's essentially like your traditional comedic duo, straight man, funny man. And that's what Ice Cube and Charlie Day pull off for the whole film. Yeah. And they're flanked with all these other comedians to try to make it funny it, it's funny as you watch it like I, had i written my review the night of mm-hmm. i probably would have enjoyed it more but the more i thought about it it's kind of other than the talent show scene it's kind of forgettable there's a few it, yeah. lines that jillian has that when she says tennis is really funny <laughs> yeah she, <laughs> and to jillian bell's character Bell, yeah. like she 
she is legitimately funny. Right. Like she in the Twenty One Jump Street, Twenty Two Jump Street, like those movies are completely dumb, right. but they're funny. Mm-hmm. She gets it. Like her comedic timing is great. That being said, and this is pseudo political, uh, which I try not to go into too much, but her character that she plays in this movie could only have been played by a white woman. Oh, absolutely. Because this teacher throughout the entire movie is all about having sex with the students. Yeah. One student, and one student in particular. One student in particular, and she was like, you know, you just can't wait until they turn 18. And yeah. he's been making eyes at me all these years. And it was just like, it was uncomfortable. Right. But because she was delivering it, it was kind of funny. But the whole time I'm like, if you put a man in that role, never going to happen. Right. You put a woman of color in that role, never going to happen. Like, So that was just kind of weird. Right. And and like, it's It's forgettable yeah. uh, it, it's funny uh fist fight is is one of the many sort of smaller comedies that warner brothers has kind of, kind of put together yep. over the years that they're putting out which is cheap yeah really cheap <laughs> quick to make funny will probably be seen on cable a bunch but mm-hmm. not really and then and, and it was weird they made, they made this movie r-rated yeah and they really pushed it yeah like there there are a lot of things like and some of these things this will show on tv on spike but the edited version yeah, it's is gonna be not going to be funny. No. So we edit out a lot. Yeah, and I just don't think it will be worth it in in that sense. Uh Tracy Morgan. It was awesome to see him, Good to see him back, back being in a tra- movie. Being Tracy Morgan. Being Tracy Morgan. Like, so for those of you who do not know, Andy, do you know anything about Tracy Morgan? Yes. Okay. <laughs> wow. You would think I had pre recorded Andy like he is yeah. not actually here. <laughs> like, and I just a, have, like a soundboard. Yes. Soundboard. <laughs> Uh, so Tracy Morgan was in a horrible, horrible car accident a few yeah, years ago. It was bad. Like, didn't someone fall asleep? Yeah, yeah. A limo driver. Yeah, so it was crazy. He was on life support. Like he barely made it, and then took off. Like two years, two three years, did not really do anything. It is awesome to have him yeah. back, and he is back to exactly. He looks quite a bit heavier yeah. than than he did a few years ago, but his comedic timing. Yeah. One of my favorite parts about this movie, and Andy, you and I have disagreed on this a few times, any comedy should have a gag reel at the end. You love the gag reel. I love gag reels. You got so excited when the gag reel started. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, it's like John is, it's like Christmas for John right now. Well, because they show the credits, and I was like, oh, okay. As soon as I see the first, like, right. clapboard, and I knew it was getting gag reel. The gag reel here was good. I loved it. When they're running uh, the barbecue scene, when they're running all the different lines, because again, Tra- Tracy Morgan, you can tell that the director uh, Richie Keen, he was just like, "All right, here's a scene, just right. go." Mm-hmm. And they did probably 20, 30 takes, and then just got to pick yeah. and choose. Like, I think they were asking what kind of food he wanted or something. And he just kept giving these ridiculous answers. And it was uh, Julian Bell had a few yeah. of those moments when ones. they were like, "Here's the moment." What do you have? Mm-hmm. But Andy, why do you hate gag reels? I was just going to interject that. I, I don't know why you have this impression that I hate gag reels. I, I think I'm a big fan of gag reels as long as they're funny. There's way too many. I've seen way too many films with a, a alleged bloopers and gag reels, which mm-hmm. just think, weren't very funny. You don't think they're alleged? You think they're setting them up for like, let's put this funny stuff. Well, in it's not room. even that. Sometimes they, they're just putting in a bunch of stuff which just isn't very funny. It's like, okay, well, fair why, enough. I don't know why you thought that was funny. I, I guess you didn't have much fun on this film. And that's okay that <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you're demonstrating it to us. But I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, and putting it at the end of the movie is especially painful if if they aren't good ones. Yeah. And especially if it's funnier than the movie. Then that's the that, which, that has happened yeah. a few times. That's the worst. You're like, why is oh, this definitely. in the movie? Yeah. <laughs> and this one, the movie was, 
that when Tim and I came out and when we go to these advanced screenings, there's a studio rep that we always have to give a quote to. And Tim and I gave a very similar one. To sum it up pretty easily, the movie was funnier than expected and as dumb as expected. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it was it was legitimately funny in part. Yeah, it dragged a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the third act, talent show, funny. redeemed it. Uh, the gag reel at the end was really, really funny, but not so much to the point, like you said, Andy, where it was like, wait, that was funnier. Why was it not in the movie? Like, it was funny in the movie, and it's still... Did you say what? No, oh, yeah. Oh, Tim, Tim said that. Oh, Tim, said that. Tim has all the good lines in this show. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were saying that like if if the stuff at the end is funnier than what was in the movie, right. then you start to wonder who made that choice. Right. But in this one, the stuff in the movie was funny. The added lines that you got to see, those are still funny. So Here's, here's the problem with the t- not problem with the talent show scene. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You could take that talent show scene and just, it could be its own separate short. Yeah. A man trying to get to his daughter's talent show from his job. Mm-hmm. Has a big blow up at work, runs to the talent show. His daughter is getting teased, and then comes out and performs a song. Aren't you and starting to funny. talk about Little Miss Sunshine? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Oh, kind of. But right, it could be. It could have been its own like ten minute short. Yeah, separate from it, the it, film. It, this kid isn't doing a song where she does like, like this. No, no, I can't imagine. Kind of. If <laughs> only, if only you guys could see what Andy <laughs> a little was bit. doing. Just uh, a little bit. Yeah, we need video for yeah. that one. I'll do yeah. it again for for the listeners. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Like that? Is that reaching good? his hands in yeah. front of him like he is gardening. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it t- could have been his own thing easily. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but I mean, so that was that was awesome. Um, yeah, I think that was. Well, it's forgettable. Like you're, you're gonna if you like comedy, you like Ice Cube, you like Charlie Day, it's worth watching. You will forget most of it a couple days later. Yeah. So, do the rating system of the podcast. Worst rating. Uh, the best rating system of any podcast. So there are no stars. There are no grades. There are only three choices: good, bad, or ugly. So a good movie is something that you had fun with. Ranging from that all the way to the best movie you have ever seen. A bad movie is something that it was all right. It might not be the first thing you recommend to somebody, but you do not regret sitting in the theater or sitting at home and spending an hour and a half watching it ugly. Avoid at all costs. So this movie is one hour and 31 minutes. Mm. I feel like they could have cut out eh, 10, 15 minutes and it still would have still would have been an enjoyable movie. I give this a good it was it was not bad, right. but it was also not the greatest. Like I enjoyed it, I laughed, mm-hmm. um, and I think with a movie like this, if you laugh at the parts that you were supposed to laugh at, it succeeded. Right, like the, it is not a movie that both Andy and I have sat through, and Tim, I know you and I have sat through. Where, in the if the theater is laughing at a moment that is not supposed to be funny, you got problems. Yeah, like when we saw Taken Two. No. Oh. We just laughed, and yeah. it was not a comedy. Uh, Legend of Tarzan. Legend of Tarzan. <laughs> One of the worst that. movies of 2016 that, that I forgot to talk about when Andy and I talked about our Good, Bad, and Ugly of 2016. Oh, man. That movie was... It was, was on was... last night. What? It's still... Yeah, it was on cable last night. It's still very <sighs> bad. It is atrocious. <laughs> so, yeah, people in that movie are uproariously laughing. Were you at, Were you there when we watched it? No. This lady not. had, like, a... The pair of Megs came, like, in oh, the middle yeah, she of the had a stroke. She had, like... Or not a stroke. A seizure. She had a seizure. Yeah. It was that good. Yeah. She was seizure like, inducing. She just could not comedy, help. non-comedy. That was our quote on the on the poster. <laughs> seizure inducing <laughs> comedy. Seizure inducing comedy. Uh so yeah, but I hope this, she's okay. This is, but this movie, my Yeah. Uh, yeah, she is fine. <laughs> she's fine. Uh my official rating 
for fist fight is good. Yeah. Tim? Same. It's good. It's funny. It's funny while you, while you watch it. It's mm-hmm. like junk food. It's like going to McDonald's. It's, it's the, the idea is good. You go there and as you eat it is good, but like five minutes later, you really regret the fact that you did it. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a good to yeah, me. Yeah, I was like that. That is boring. In the best. moment, it's good. In the moment, you're like, this is. I'm enjoying this big. I haven't listen. I haven't had McDonald's in I don't know how long, but ima- imagine enjoying some very very bad food mm-hmm. that tastes good in the moment, and then okay. kind of doesn't. Like I was watching Step Brothers yesterday. Okay, and yep. right that movie still holds up. Like Fist mm-hmm. Fight isn't really going to hold up. No, no. Like watching, go out and go watch Three O'clock High. If you want to see Fist yeah. Fight, watch it. Maybe find it on demand. I'm Three O'clock High. You've never seen it. I've never seen. Oh it. man! But this movie, when I started seeing trailers for it again, I was like, oh yeah, this part was funny. This part was funny, but that was all I needed. It, it, I was not like, oh, this part was funny. I want to watch the entire movie again. Right. So, yeah. So, all right. So two goods for Fist Fight. Mm-hmm. Now on to. The amazing epic this movie. Is the highlight of the show for me. Uh, <laughs> of the Great Wall. Andy, take us through this one. Okay, well this is this is definitely an, an epic, epic movie, The Great uh-huh. Wall. Um not least because it is uh the director is uh Zhang Yimou. I'm sorry for not necessarily pronouncing that as it's supposed to be pronounced, but mm-hmm. that's probably closer than John's gonna be able to get. I was just going to call him Director Zhang. <laughs> director <laughs> Director Zhang. Hey, 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 yeah. come on. Sounds like Star Trek. <laughs> Yeah, you're trying to steal some of my thunder here. Sorry, okay, um, Zhang Yimou, um, known for uh, lots and lots of movies, mm-hmm. including Hero, House of Flying Daggers. Um, and some of my favorites from uh, the 80s, 90s, uh, Raise the Red Lantern, and very, mm-hmm. very specifically Red Sorghum, which I believe was his first uh, directorial movie. He, um, that was a fantastic movie that if uh, people haven't seen it, they really need to see it. Um, okay. Uh, where, where basically he had a whole period when he was featuring uh, this actress, Gong Li. Um, and yeah, they had some fantastic collaborations. Red Sorghum, Sorghum uh, one of the best um, judo, also not judo, but judo. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> okay, um, what is this film? What is this film? <laughs> <laughs> this film. <laughs> if you, excuse me. If but, you have to ask yourself. I know. <laughs> this twice. film is, and, and, and I know we want to avoid politics in the About to Review podcast but i think this movie is the kind of movie that donald trump is is very specifically against this is this is globalism this is a globalist movie uh, a collaboration essentially mm-hmm. between uh the u.s and china russia is not involved in this movie as far as i know i mean I as far as we know but the, yeah this is the mold you know sort of like a, a melding of america and uh, american and uh chinese interests into a movie um that is Ah, yeah, an epic, uh, swordy fantasy kind of thing that uh, a, a lot of the uh, stuff is is in the previews. So I'm not. I'm yeah. going to try to avoid too many spoilers. But essentially, um, you have uh, some white folk uh, coming over into China to <laughs> uh-huh. steal gunpowder, or as they describe it, black powder. Maybe that is historically correct. Black powder, let's call it. Okay. Um, and they encounter. Um, some unpleasant um, creatures mm-hmm. um, before they are then uh, subsequently captured by the Chinese, who are guarding this. Um, apparently, I don't. I think apparently this is a, an actual thing, a gigantic structure called uh, the Great Wall. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So now, is I, that is that 
the wall that Mexico is going to pay for? Is no, that, no, uh, that, that is the greater wall. Oh, the, yeah. great, the, the greater great, wall. great, maybe the greatest. It's going to be wall. the greatest it's wall. Be great. <laughs> hey, greatest we're getting wall. away from no politics for us. Right. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's the sequel, the greatest wall. <laughs> the greatest wall. <laughs> okay. What, yeah, what are the things that are going to be climbing, trying to climb over? Who knows? Wall? Who knows? I, mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Like thousands of them just trying right. to get over the wall. Okay, so these these, <laughs> these nice white folk are uh, Matt Damon and uh, uh, Pedro Pascal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are captured, and they learn fairly quickly on in the movie that there is a reason for this uh, Great Wall, and it is not Mongol invaders. Mm-mm. It is in fact dragon-like creatures. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. What? Yeah, they're not dragon-like creatures? Okay, iguana-like creatures. They're, Gigantic they're iguanas. Reptilian the, creatures. Dragon... Do they spit fire? No. Uh, no, they don't. And they don't fly either. Which, no. I mean, so they're not really dragon dragons. Mm-hmm. The, big that. lizards. Kind of. Big, vicious lizards. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who... No, I'm going to get to that eventually. Right. But, <laughs> um, and uh, and so this wall is there uh, to to stop an invasion, a periodic invasion of these uh, creatures, um, who are vicious and nasty and stuff. Um, and the Chinese are very well organized. Um, they are like um, Power Rangers. This oh is, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this wow. is uh, like like um, House of Flying Daggers, and they're they're lush colors. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, but unfortunately sort of the, the various divisions of the army protecting the wall, or China essentially, are dressed like Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, slightly ornate Power Ranging, purples, yellows, reds, yep, blues. Black. Yeah. Black. Um, yeah. And I think, the, I mean, uh, the essence of the movie is that the, the millions of Chinese guarding China on this wall um, are insufficient to protect China um, uh, what it really need, what they really need, is a couple of um, white thieves mm-hmm. to come from Europe to protect China and and essentially stop the the alien invasion mm-hmm. of China. That's that's kind of the takeaway that I got from which is kind of actually uh, this kind of globalism, this meshing. is maybe not quite will not be quite as successful in China. As as it should be, because yeah, I mean there there are heroic um, Chinese characters mm-hmm. in this movie. Uh, one of that one of them being um, the actress uh, Jing Chan, who plays Commander Lin, mm-hmm. and h- ends up being the military commander of the wall. Um, she and I mean, sort of, they, they they're very heroic uh, Chinese actors and stuff. But you know what? They just don't have the uh, creative, independent thinking yep. to really um, deal with this invasion. What we need is some Europeans to do that. Even um, even though all of these divisions, which again, the comparison of Power Rangers is something that Andy and I both thought of because it just you see the colors. They each have specific skill sets. Mm-hmm. All of their outfits are different. And so, and yet with all of these things, with all these specialized weapons, why do they need Matt Damon and Pedro Pascal? What what, what do Matt Damon and Pedro Pascal bring that's, um, that's, help, that's helpful? Nothing. Whiteness. I mean, honestly, like, European Pedro Pascal. European know-how. <laughs> right, European know But even that, like, okay, so Matt Damon uh, he's is like, he's a gumption, marksman, right? They bring gumption. Yeah. Matt Damon is the greatest marksman with a bow the world has ever Better seen. Better than any stinking Mongols. I is, guess is he so. really, though? Well, in this movie? Yeah. In this movie, yeah. Because in this movie, at one point... Oh, man. Okay, so there's a battle. Okay. Uh, where then 
uh, Pedro Pascal and Matt Damon are kind of freed from their bondage at that point because they're like, hey, we need all the help we can get, right? right? So, of course, they save the day and kill a, kill two, two of the thousands of lizards that were attacking the wall. So, after this battle, they clean themselves up. They walk into this hall, this military hall with all of the different factions, all the different leaders. They walk in. Everybody stands up and starts clapping. And I was like, yeah. what? What? Right. And it was the most bizarre thing because these people just lost. We saw dozens of their soldiers get chomped. Right. Just chomped pieces, ripped apart. These two white guys, or Matt Damon and then Pedro Pascal, who is a person of color. He is Argentinian. Uh, come into the room. Chilean. Chilean. My, my bad. Walk into the room and everybody's like, these guys are the best. Without them, we would not have... And I was like, what? How? (laughs) They killed two. Like, it does not make any sense. And then in that same scene, uh, Matt Damon, they hand him his bow. Like like an old... It is not even an English longbow, which periodic... Like, it probably should be more of that style. But they hand it to him. And they were like, we don't know why you want this antiquated thing. And he was like, this is the best weapon in the world. And they're like, show us. So he fires three arrows into the air into a bowl... But then he balances after hitting two arrows into a post. The bowl balances on top. The crowd goes wild. And it was just like, so you brought a bow is the only thing he brought. Pedro Pascal has two swords, one of which was like a Knights Templar sword and one of which was like an East Indian sword. And I was like, how, um, what, how? You got two, though. He has, he had he two, has swords. two and Most, so the Chinese just, had only ever thought about using one sword, so this right. was a real advantage. <laughs> so yeah. we're like, whoa, you can carry two? Wow. After, again, these specialized divisions have very specialized weapons. They have staffs. They have spears. Not only that, they have black powder weapons, for crying right. out loud. They have such wow. advanced weaponry and skills that, you, yeah, it is hard to see quite what exactly Matt Damon and Pedro Pascal bring it, to it, this. it reminds me of Bloodsport. You guys seen Bloodsport? Come on now. All, all these special, Have I seen Bloodsport? Okay, all these specialized fighters, right? But oh, the, yeah. the, the American dude is just punching people out. Mm-hmm. With, he's the, just, with the split kick to the balls. <laughs> yeah. He's just swinging on people. Just, he's just brawling people. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, somehow yeah. that meets up to all the Taekwondo and stuff we're watching. That's It's equal on, yeah. on everyone's ground. So yeah. with, with this, wow. I, it, it was... Unfortunately, with this movie, it is an example of you take a director who is legitimately phenomenal. Hero, House of Flying Daggers, some of the most beautiful movies you can think of. With this movie, they were like, all right, we want you a part of this. Here is a bazillion dollars and an unlimited CGI budget. Right. Why? This director has proven he can make this, a yeah, beautiful definitely one movie. of the biggest problems for me is is the use of the CGI. Yeah. Um in this it, it wasn't even like super fantastic. No. And and there was <laughs> but, but there was, it was heavily CGI. Heavily, Oof. heavily. Yeah. And 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 uh, uh, one of the, the 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 probably the major battle scene just seriously reminded me of uh, World War Z as we call it in England. World mm-hmm. War Z uh with sort of like things clambering over each yep. other to get up this wall is like Hey, I've seen that scene, and it was in World War Z. Right. Um, and it, yeah, I just don't really like this, and it, especially when it's not really, really well done. And I didn't think yeah. it was really well done. And with the creatures, mm-hmm. so the actual design of the the beasts, we will call them. When you first see them, there's some interesting design elements, some design choices. But okay, the the people are on the wall. 
they start coming in the, like by the droves, just thousands, thousands of these lizards running towards the wall. And you see people going like, aim for the eyes. It's like, you are a hundred feet <laughs> on this wall. You have that good of aim. And of course, Mad Damon does. He nails a bunch in the eye. Like, and the eyes are kind of recessed more towards the shoulders. So the design was actually kind of cool. But there were way too many of them. They did not really give you the chance to analyze kind of like, like all right, let me appreciate this. With Alien, with Predator, right. you at least have those moments where you were like, okay, this looks really interesting. We didn't have a lot of character development on the creatures, did we? Not at all. Except, I mean, there's then... there's a little historical thing about it, about the creatures, which probably shouldn't talk about too much, which... Uh, okay, it gave us an, an explanation as to why there were these strange yeah. dragon-like creatures mm -hmm. uh, in China, but brought up a number of different questions to me um, about, well, if if, if that's how they got here, how comes they're just these lizardy type things? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Well, that there's <laughs> there's supposedly in the mythology of this movie mm -hmm. a gonna, meteor. You're spoil it. No. Spoiler? No. Okay. You don't even care. A like, I don't care. Wow. No, no, this is not spoiling anything. A meteor crashes and awakens these creatures. They're, so they were or, here. Or, well, or, or were they in the meteor? <laughs> right. So it never was really it a spacecraft? Yeah. Because uh, in the beginning, of course, like the title cards of the movie, it said, you know, the wall is however many miles long. It took this many millions of people to build it. It took this many years to build it. It has so many legends. This is one of them. Man, no, it's shut not. up. No, it's not. <laughs> like, no. And, okay, oh, what is it? The, and the wall is built, basically, you start to realize there's a, a tunnel. Like, what, these yeah. creatures are coming from one direction. That, are you are making shitless spoilers, man. How, that's all, right. all I'm saying. Right. Why, why is the wall so long if they know where they're coming from, is all I will say. Why not just encircle them? Just saying. So, kind, of, kind of a dumb wall design if that was the purpose. Incredibly wall. dumb wall design. If they know where they're coming from, why why yeah, build it? Who, who the heck designs walls? Why not close up where they're coming the from? Uh, yeah, there, there were a lot of. Why not just use some of your some of your your black powder to blow up where they're coming from? Right. No. That would that would be no, ridiculous. No, we need a couple of Europeans <laughs> to do nothing. <laughs> do something. Like, to just show up and inspire. It would be one thing if if they showed up with the black powder. If right. they were like, hey, here's a thing to help you defeat this oncoming horde. No. They show up with the bow and arrow and two swords. Mm. Hey, can I... <laughs> <laughs> let's let's move on slightly. Um, here's, here's the thing. Uh, and I know I've mentioned this before in other movies, is that uh, it really takes me out sometimes when you're in some kind of sword, swordy type sand lead thing. And mm -hmm. For some reason or other, don't ask me why, English people, English accents sound right, even though they may not be geographically appropriate for wherever the, the film is set. Okay. Here we had um, Matt Damon as mm -hmm. the character William. Um, and I, I, first of all, I thought he was just talking in an American accent. And I said, okay, fair enough. You're, you're doing your American accent and that's fine. Mm -hmm. And then John leaned over and said... Um, is he doing a Scottish accent? And then, so I listened in carefully and I was thinking, oh, I think he's just doing his American accent. And then eventually, <laughs> I, uh, in another scene, it dawned on me that I think what he was trying to do was an Irish accent. But okay. it, I mean, really, really badly. Terribly. And forgotten. Yeah. Like he goes back and forth. It's very inconsistent. So I think, um, Matt, um, if you're listening to this, you, I would probably just stick to the American accent if you're going to do this kind of stuff because um, you're you're 
whatever it was, your pseudo Irish accent is really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get Willem Willem Dafoe is but I in this. Willem Dafoe was in it, and he is mm-hmm. in one of the trailers. That's not a spoiler. He had again no reason to be in this movie other than I have the feeling, and we talked about this before, similar to Ben Kingsley. I think Willem Dafoe just likes to act. I think he just likes yeah. to be in movies. And just likes to be on set and right. just be a part of the process because, at least with his accent, he stayed consistent because guess what? It is Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, but he stayed consistent. Pedro Pascal stayed consistent with yeah. his Chilean accent, which is fine. He was a world traveler. He had swords from different parts of the world. Sure. Uh, the 3D. So we saw this. Oh, no. It's in 3D, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I will I'm say. Sorry. I will say the 3D effects were actually decent. I was surprised by it. They were there were a couple parts where flying they, arrows. Oh, so many arrows. <laughs> so so much air, so many arrows and so much slow-mo. We get it. We know how arrows work. Like he would fire an arrow and it would follow it from his bow all the way across the battlefield. Like we get it. Very few flying daggers though, I noticed that. Yeah. yeah. And very many very few houses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or heroes for that matter. Um so yeah, the, the 3D effects were decent. I was okay. surprised by that. That being said, no reason to see it in 3D. Save the extra whatever yeah. it is, three dollars or whatever. <clears throat> no reason for it. Um, I just I wish that the characters, the the Chinese cast, who again, a lot of people are seeing for the first time. Right. Um, I apart I, from maybe Andy Lau. Yes, Andy Lau, who plays strategist, the strategist in this, which Wang. is ridiculous, and a strategist. So I call myself the strategist for no reason. Right. Yeah. Um, so this is our kind of our first experience with them. Uh, I have I have seen a bunch of these type of Chinese epic fantasy movies, mm-hmm. uh, Zhu Warriors of Magic Mountain, things like that. But in this one, the characters are not given time to actually develop. So at one point, when uh, when command when someone gets a promotion well we already said that she is the commander so she gets a promotion (laughs) from that point the other power rangers all the other primary colors disappear we have no like did they die and if so they did not get some honorable death like we saw of another (laughs) character like they just disappear and the film focuses on matt damon and it just like the the white savior aspect of this movie and what did you say that the scale was on oh on a scale from zero to blind side yeah of white savior, where did it rank? That's what I asked you. you this, this is past Blindside because again, at least in Blindside, he had a skill set that changed the game of football, quote unquote. In this, Matt Damon and Pedro Pascal do not. Okay, so they they were just it, it was it was pointless. So the them. movie made twenty five million this weekend apparently, yeah. and it will make a bunch more. Yeah, I was gonna say how much money do you think it's gonna make internationally. Oh, internationally? China's going to make a... Oh, my gosh. Um, but again, yeah. I, like I said, I think some uh, Chinese viewers will be slightly disappointed by this the white savior factor. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, one other credit that I will give it, which should not even be a credit, it should not even be a thing, but it is, I did like that English was not the only spoken language. That's good. There was not as much as I would have liked in, in another language, um, and I could not tell if it was Cantonese or Mandarin, but there, there were maybe... 15, 20 minutes total throughout the movie. So that, that was cool, but I I would like more. Okay. Because we have seen with Crouching Tiger, with Hero, all of those movies. We can take it. Yeah. Give us a great movie with subtitles. We will we will we will be okay. All right. So all right. Uh <laughs> t- 
to the to the rating. Uh, Andy, mm. good, bad, or ugly for the Great Wall? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, despite my, my, it sounded like I was ragging on it the whole time. I, I didn't find this to be an ugly movie. It was it was watchable. There there was lots of uh, fighting, and despite much of it being the, the CGI. Um, I, I, and, and this was, I, although despite this being an epic, it was relatively short. I think if, if they dragged it on over two hours, I don't remember how, I don't remember how, how long it was exactly, but if it had been over two hours, I, I probably would have started to get very fidgety about it. Um, it was just under, it was one forty three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, sort of that, I think they realize that this is not really an epic. Um, so given, but I can't, I can't in good conscience give it a good uh, yeah, no. also. So it's <laughs> going to have to be a fairly solid bad. Okay. Yeah. And that, that makes sense. Uh, visually, without the CGI, this film was beautiful. Okay. I mean, the color scheme, the cinematography, I think they filmed some of, some of it on location, maybe in China in desert parts and Gobi or something. Uh, so visually, like, it, it looked really pretty without the CGI. Um, of course, without the CGI, there wouldn't actually have been a, a wall at all in the movie. <laughs> Very true. I mean, <laughs> sitting on a hillside. So. <laughs> I mean, the great hillside. <laughs> um, I, I also, there's no way I could give this a good. Um, the only reason this is not an ugly is... I think because of the cinematography, because of the design in general and the colors were really nice. The storyline was just garbage. And and you get all of these different factions with different skill sets and you only really get to see what one or two of those skill sets are. Mm -hmm. You start seeing more and more advanced weaponry in the movie that why did they why were they not using that from the beginning? <laughs> uh, yeah. There was also one thing that really bothered me when when they're explaining to Matt Damon, and when he was like, what just happened? What are these things? They're like, legend says that every 60 years, blah, blah. And yet they attack this wall for a solid like week and a half, it seems like. Right. I thought it was every 60 years. Like, so once every 60 years? I guess. Hmm. And yeah. yeah. Uh, the creature design was pretty cool. That she, There's a queen that has a different type of guard around her similar to like an alien where i liked that i liked that it was not just one thing the whole time um the other things in it though her guards completely useless and you do not really get any explanation of those but so yeah it is not an ugly okay it is a bad it's a bad no reason to see this in the well i think the only way that you if you're gonna see it you should yeah see it in the theater. yeah you should see it in the theater if you're going to see it but you can wait do not see it in 3d no need to see it at IMAX or anything. Like, wait for discount a cheap theater. Seat. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so so it was it was bad, but it, it could very easily have been ugly with just a little bit more. Okay. So there we go. Next to the movie that Tim and I saw that was over two hours. It was over two hours. Uh, it is Logan, starring the one and only Wolverine, Hugh Jackman. He will always be Wolverine. Yes. He's like, never going to die that down. No. He has been playing Wolverine. I remember when he first got cast. Yeah. I in 1998. <laughs> or, yeah, it was like 97, 98. And because it was between him and the guy who ended up doing Mission Impossible 2. Um, 
Oh man, that is going to bother me. Not the, Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Not Tom no, Cruise. The bad, the bad <laughs> guy. Tom? Tom Cruise. The bad guy. Mission. Tom Cruise would have been a hilarious Wolverine, by the way. Uh, yeah, all five five of him. Yeah, I, th- that fits. Wolverines are not that big. Yeah, Wolverines not a big yeah. guy. Uh, it was Dugray Scott. Wow. Dugray Scott. I remember reading in Wizard magazine, <laughs> rest in peace, wow. Wizard magazine, that Dugray Scott was going to be Wolverine. I was like, oh, cool. Like he has the look. Yeah, he does. And then he decided to do Mission Impossible two. Yeah, how did that go for you, Dugray yeah. Scott? And Hugh Jackman has continued to be Wolverine for almost 20 years. That's crazy. So, and the gripes about him as Wolverine are few and far between. Yes, he is way too tall. But I think the issues with him as, as Wolverine have zero to do with his performance and more what they give him to yeah, do. for sure. So, in this movie, in Logan, I want to say right off the bat to all of my fellow comic book nerds, this is not old man Logan. No. This is not. I know that people were freaking out about that for a while. It is not. This is not the old man Logan storyline. Andy just gives me a blank look whenever I talk about comics. It's an old Logan. It is an old Logan, but this is not an old man Logan. So there's this, uh, not even dystopian future. Just It's 2029 in the film. Right, which is only a few years after one of the X-Men movies ended, and yet... What, so what, what timeline are we on? Who the hell knows? That is one of the problems with these X-Men movies. Okay. Because I don't know. There are... there Because are... there's aren't any other people around to show what timeline we're in. Yeah. Okay. And... But we're I, on a timeline. We, we are on a timeline in which Logan is the last X-Man alive and maybe one of the only mutants alive. And these have all been in the trailers. Like, people know that Cyclops is not in this, you know? So yeah. that is not even a spoiler so it goes into that, and you start getting little pieces of what maybe happened to all of the mutants. Um, they never really say. They never really say. Uh, Professor X, of course, is in this also. He has been in the trailers. Um, but yeah, so they're in this future where they, he is just beat up. Right. He has scars all over his body. His claws are not really coming out. There's a scene where he has to, like, whole one just like get it to go out all the way just filled with pus like he is in bad shape right uh and then enter this new character a new challenger has has appeared this young girl Mm -hmm. who then that kicks off the storyline right and then you see people kind of going after her honestly not caring about logan not caring about him Mm -hmm. they kind of know professor x is still around but they're like whatever you have an old man who cares we want the girl yeah and that just kind of, and then because he's living on some weird land with Professor X he in care Mexico, like, near, <laughs> yeah, near the border. Or, well, because we see him cross, yeah, the, he the border. Where yeah. this movie, like you see in Mexico, Texas. Texas, right? So he goes on to Mexico, and then you see like sometimes for Oklahoma, they talk about crossing the border and being safe, but it was like, what border? Yeah, where? What? Right. So the geography of this movie is all over the so map. It's him and uh, what's what's the other guy's name? The other mutant who's with him. They're taking care of Professor X. Oh, Caliban. Caliban. Yeah, which that was so Caliban's in it. That was odd. And then they're trying to buy money. Wolverine wants money to buy a boat to get out, right, and be safe. And he's trying to. At this point, when we meet him, he's trying to avoid being Wolverine. He's mm-hmm. leaving that all behind. He's hiding mm-hmm. out because when the woman who has X twenty three approaches him, she's like. You're the Wolverine. He's kind of like, oh, God. The Wolverine died a long time ago, like, blah, blah. Which, again, and, again, you see this in the comic or in the the preview. You see comic books, X-Men comic books in this movie, and he was like, only some of this stuff even happened and blah, blah. So 
it is very it is self-referential yeah but to what time like yeah it is best just to go into this movie as a movie as a movie not Dude, connect like, to anything else not connected well, to anything else that would be my question could someone who hasn't seen the x-men yes. movies watch this and, and not be completely confused i think maybe not it would help to do like a quick youtube of yeah. like <laughs> summary of yeah because i mean because you need you need some history with professor x you need some history mm-hmm. um with with uh wolverine because there's that scene where professor x is in the bed and he's talking about how this is the best day he's had in, in a long time yeah. and then he says i don't deserve it and he starts like crying mm-hmm. and you're not sure you're not sure why um, but, but even so, like that if is. If you have like, history with him, then you understand like what kind of man he was. Yeah. So this is a different person you're saying. Yeah. So, yes and no, I guess is the answer to that because mm-hmm. you could okay. go into this and enjoy it. Yeah. I think as a movie, but it would help to know a little yeah, bit cause, because cause you have no idea how how in bad of a shape they are mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the other films. Yeah. So when it opens, you're like, oh, these guys aren't. They're not in a good space at all. Mm-hmm. Like, but you'd have no reference for that if you didn't watch the other films. Yeah. So it it suddenly goes on from there. And this film the other thing that I will say, this is not a superhero film. No. It's this like a western. is yeah, this is a western. This is true grit. This is 310 to Yuma. This is No Country for Old Men. Like this is a dark western. Yeah. So it was a lot darker than I expected it to be. Yeah. For sure, especially when when they were going for the R rating. Oh yeah, which we give credit where credit is due. Deadpool, yeah, only because Deadpool made a bunch of money. Right. But they're like, all right, people can handle a rated R comic book movie. Initially, we're not really sure what that meant. We we're like, all right, he's actually going to kill people in this movie. Yes, and boy, does he murder! It opens with a bunch of people getting murdered. Yeah, because that was a complaint going back to the first X Men movie. When the soldiers first come into the house and he punches someone through the chest with his claws into the refrigerator, pulls his claws out, no blood on the fridge, yeah. no blood on his claws. So it's PG-13 in this movie. Wow. Wow. I mean, he they do not hold back. And that brings up a question. Did you think it was worth it? Or do you think they were getting to the point where they just wanted to see Wolverine in a Radar our movie crossing the line? I think they wanted something different. I think... And I blame Christopher Nolan for this. <laughs> Wanting a more grounded superhero film. Because mm-hmm. the Batman trilogy he did was really like a grounded story. Yeah. And this was a more of a grounded story. Mm-hmm. It's not, there aren't a bunch of big comic book moments. Yeah. There aren't these big flashy set pieces. There isn't a bunch of CGI action. It's essentially Wolverine and X-23. Who's who's the director? Uh, James Mangold. Yeah, James Mangold, who has done two. Did he do both Wolverines or just the just the latest yeah. one? It sounds like a cool. It's it's a it's a cooler idea than it it is executed in the film. Like doing a really grounded Wolverine story. Yeah. It's not bad, not done terribly, but it's a cool idea, and it's the kind of film that that you do for people who hate superhero movies. So they can point to it and say, "Well, this is different. It's a new wave, and it's this new thing." It's not. No, it's not. It's not. No, uh, because because like, like we said, like. Whatever happened to the other X-Men, mm-hmm. uh, how they got here is an important piece. And I think in a superhero movie, we get that. Yeah. Because that's the superhero part of it. That's the comic book part of it. And they sort of completely X that out and say, we'll give you this sort of stripped down version of Wolverine. Um, but th- to me, the best part of the film was X-23. Like She was she was, she was awesome. Amazing. She was uh, awesome. That little girl. What's her name? Uh, da, 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 da. Is it, was it Laura? Your character's name's Laura. Yeah. yeah. So Daphne Dean. She was good. 
Um, Stuck a little Wolverine. She, yeah, she was great. Yeah. Uh, as X23, um, her action scenes yeah. were really frenetic. Yeah. To the point where a couple of them got a little bit sloppy. Of where, course. Where she was going a little bit too fast. And it was like, okay, this, like, it rode that line of like, okay, this is a grounded comic book movie. Right. We have this little girl flipping around, stabbing people, kicking yeah. people in the back of the face. Like, yeah. So, but she, like, her performance itself does not really have that much dialogue. And yeah. when she does have it, some of it is in Spanish, which is also a nice touch. Right. Again, trust your audience. We can handle yeah. movies that are not in English all the time. So, but yeah, she was, what she was able to do just looking at the camera and really, like, focusing on her face. Because mm-hmm. a lot of tense moments, it will pan to her, does not need words. No, none. So that was impressive. Um, the storyline, honestly, to me, was pretty weak. Once more of it starts getting revealed in the third act as right. to what has been happening and why yeah. and why it's Logan really might be the only one, I it was it was a big leap. Right. Uh, there was also a legitimate surprise in the third act with a character who who appears that I. Did not know was going to be in there. No, me either. Like they they did a good job of keeping that on the down low. Uh, so there's a big character reveal in the third act. I was not a big fan, but it surprised me. Yeah, it was cheesy. Yeah, like, this is cheesy and it's unnecessary and, and unnecessary. Because I think in in this grounded type of universe you're doing, why did they need to do that? Bring in more Reavers. Yeah, oh. seeing the Reavers. Okay. As a comic book fan, <laughs> yeah. oh no! As a comic book fan from the '90s, when I knew the Reavers were going to be in this, I was like, "Okay, there better be pretty boy, there better be Bone Breaker. Give me a guy with treads for legs." I mean, come on, yeah. <laughs> they did a decent job. Like right. almost all of the Reavers in this movie do have some sort of biomechanical implant, mm-hmm. but in the comics and even in the '90s TV show, uh, '90s animated cartoon, which was one of the best cartoons of our generation. They do a great job with the Reavers and that. Right. I get it. This is more of a grounded thing. Mm-hmm. A guy with seriously tank treads for legs might not play that well. But they did a decent job with that. Um, one of the things, my friend who was with me, Adam, one of the things we that we always talk about because we love these movies is that our frustration with the X-Men and, and stories and Fox is that the, the best part about the X-Men story is the world outside of of X Mansion that hates the mutants, right? It's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's politicians, the oppression, it's preachers, mm-hmm. it's people teaching that mutants are wrong, and that kind of hate that they receive, and that that's what connected me to the story as a child. That's that's part of the sort of the parallels with the civil rights that we mm-hmm. see in the X Men, right? But none of that's been in the films. It's always Magneto and Wolverine and Professor X. Right. It's never the sort of like why is there an X mansion? Like why did Professor X need a school? Mm-hmm. Why do people come there as sort of a a, a safe haven? Mm-hmm. It's because the world outside. We saw it a little bit with like with Iceman, his yeah. his, his little hating brother. I almost cursed on your podcast. His, oh, his, dare you. <laughs> his yeah. brother, right? His brother's mm-hmm. like oh, mutants and makes the phone call. But that's it, right? We like so. I, I this movie kind of touches on it, but I wanted to see more of. And it's, I mean, if you look right in our, not to be political again, Andy, but like, <laughs> if if you look at our news every day, mm-hmm. it, it writes itself. Yeah. You can have a Trump-like character who's running on anti-mutant mm-hmm. stuff, 
And, is, is his and, name and, Sean Pence? I'm saying right, but <laughs> but seriously, right? You could have you could have that kind of character. You could have some evangelistic, crazy, uber religious character mm-hmm. who's preaching the end of the world and the mutants are going to bring the end of the world to us. They're going to bring disease and famine. And mm-hmm. that that's what's that's what it says. That's what God says in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, just say Sean Pence? Sean Pence. I, I it's like Mike a Pence. mix of Sean Penn, <laughs> maybe Mike Sean Pence Penn and playing, Sean Spicer. Maybe Whoa, Sean, that would be a film. Maybe Sean Penn <laughs> playing a Mike Pence character. Uh, right, but like it's... It, I was combining the two of them. I'm sorry. Carry but on. this material writes itself. So mm-hmm. it's always been crazy to me that we don't get it in the film. And they kind of touched on it here. A, a little bit. I, but I, I hope they... They could have did more. I think yeah. it would have made it a much more interesting story. Yeah. Instead and th- of just like a band of bad guys. Because then it seems like the actions that you see from these people who work for this company is separate from the world, right? Mm-hmm. It's separate from a culture that hates mutants. But in the comics, it's there's a whole movement. Like it's it's what a lot of people believe. Yeah. And that's what makes it so dangerous to be a mutant walking around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the there were really interesting ideas. Mm-hmm. In this movie, um, I do not think all of them are fleshed out enough. Which again, this movie was over two hours, right? And it felt like it. Mm-hmm. There was quite a bit of fat. That There's they, a little bit of fat that, that could be trimmed. Um, I thought the ending was very touching. The ending was touching. I'm, I'm talking about the very last frame. Oh, yeah. That was. I was like, this is a touching. Because it, it most comic movies don't end very touching. Yeah, it, it bordered on a little bit cheesy. Oh, of course. But it, it still kind of worked. It moved me emotionally. Uh, I was like, oh. There is... Hmm. Somebody passes away in this film, <laughs> which almost had no gravitas. Yes. Because how many times have we seen it? Right. Two? Three? <laughs> right. Like, I, so that was just kind of... It sucked in the movie. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, wait, but am I supposed to feel this when in one of the timelines? Yeah. This has happened before. We, we have seen this. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I haven't know. seen half the movies and I think I can make a guess about who it is. Done it. Well, considering right. we've only talked about three characters in this movie. <laughs> um, but it, it's it's the problem with Fox yeah, and their films. Poor little girl. Yeah. Oh, I, no. That, that being said, <laughs> to Fox's credit. To their credit. To their credit. And this is, this seems rare that we do this. But to Fox's credit. When they first, in the, in the first act, they started talking about Presser X is kind of going crazy and is having uh, some degenerate seizures. brain disease yeah. and causing him seizures. Yeah. So they kind of play on that. And he tells Logan at one point, he was like, oh, you know, you might not be the only one. Very Yoda-like. Right. And he was like, you know, there might be new mutants. And again, being a comic book nerd, I was like, are they, are they going to bring in the new mutants yeah. all of a sudden? No. You know, and so like I started getting excited as the film progresses. Fox did the right thing in starting to kind of pepper some new characters in there. Right. Because just in case things go weird with Marvel's relationship, even though studios are kind of trying to play nice right now, I think Fox did a good job of like, okay, here are some ideas. Right. And so that that, that was good. And they did it in a decent way mm-hmm. that did not feel completely ham-fisted of like, here are a bunch of characters that we might be able to control the property wise right so that was interesting so this is this is apparently you jackman's last film yes do you think that's true (sighs) part of me wants to say no because he is wolverine right at the same time the dude is 
50-ish. Right. And he has said himself, like, going back and forth to that Wolverine body. Yeah. When, keep in mind, Hugh Jackman, he is a song and dance man. Mm-hmm. Like, he is on the stage. Like, that is his bread and butter. And so, going back and forth, like, your body can only do that so long. So, for his own health and the physical toll that is taken off. Oh, for sure. Look at any wrestler who's been doing it for so long. So, for his own health, I hope that this is his last. If this makes makes a lot of money, they're going to throw so much money to get him to cameo in something. Maybe not a full-on, like, character, but to cameo. But in what time, like, uh, yeah, who knows? They could. They, They could. Um, I'm gonna be pissed if he's no longer Wolverine and we don't get to see that classic costume ever on screen. It is never gonna happen. I will tell you right now. Uh, with the best we got was in the bonus. Yeah, scenes that bonus scene when she, yeah, of the Wolverine. Yeah, never gonna happen. Unless until they reboot it in like five years, which they probably will, and it will not be Hugh Jackman. <laughs> so, but again, give us one con: Emerald City Comic Con, San Diego, New York. Come to a Comic Con. Hugh Jackman, if you're listening, somebody get this to him. Come yeah. to a con in full costume, and that will be enough. All of us fans, all of us nerds will be like... So he walks out in full Wolverine costume? Full Wolverine. That, like, the classic we'll be like, costume. Okay. Uh, yeah, people would lose their minds. Yeah. So, I think I think that would be good enough. So, uh, yeah. Rating for Logan. Tim, what you got? It's a good. It was yep. good. It was a good movie. It's... If you saw the trailer, like when I was just talking with Chris yesterday from the Sanity Check podcast, if you if you saw the trailer and you want to see the movie, mm-hmm. go see it. Yeah. If you saw the trailer and you said this looks good, you'll probably enjoy it. Um, he hated it more than I did. Wow. But I couldn't disagree with his complaints. But I but I also really enjoyed it. But I can't disagree. The stuff people don't like about it is mm-hmm. true. It's not not true. I just happen to really enjoy it. Yeah, it's uh, not. Uh, listen, all these critics saying it's the best comic book movie ever need, mm, need to calm down. Yeah, it's no, not, it's not. It's not that. Nope. It's good. I enjoyed it. It's fun. It is not the best comic book movie ever. Mm-hmm. No, not. I I totally agree with that. I would not even. It is barely a comic book movie. It's barely, it's got comic book characters in it. Yeah, which again I think speaks to its credit. Like that is right. not a negative. Right. Uh, I liked that aspect of it, even though the diehard in me always wants the most out of a comic book movie this this was a great movie that happened to have comic book characters in it yeah and the cool some really cool action sequences yeah um so yeah to my rating it was a little bit long the the central plot was yeah was dumb they don't give they don't provide enough information for it to make any sense not at all so that was just kind of annoying uh but it it was a good and shout out to eric lasalle I didn't know he oh, was yeah. in the movie. I was like, oh, look at Eric LaSalle yeah. getting a check. Good for you, for man. 15 minutes. Uh, did he die in Biker Boys? Did he? <laughs> wow. Did he? I think he died at the beginning of Biker Boys. Yeah, yeah I haven't. I just hadn't seen him. And I was yeah. like, oh, Eric LaSalle. So, right. but yeah, so my rating is is also a good. Uh, and yeah, it, there, are, there are some problems with it. It is not perfect. It is not a superhero movie. It is barely a comic book movie, but... It is a good movie. This is the second movie we've talked about where plenty of people get murdered and the police never show up. Never. Not an officer inside. Like wh- Just like murdered. Yeah. Nothing. And to those people who wanted and have wanted to see Wolverine be full on Wolverine, this is your movie. Yeah, this is it for you. 
claws through the face, claws through the eyes, Head. claws th- like everywhere. <laughs> Everyone gets it. Yeah. So, so yeah, if that is what you're looking for, you got it. So uh, we will take a quick break for our sponsor, and we will return. Speaking of sponsors, uh, this episode, uh, definitely wanted to give a shout out uh, to our sponsor, American Music. Now, Andy, you have been in Seattle quite quite a bit longer than I have, and you are a musician. Uh, you play a multitude of instruments. Tell tell me about American Music and why you love it so much, which you do. <laughs> are you asking me to be a corporate <laughs> show? Well, no, you legitimately, like, I know that you actually <laughs> shop there and have shopped yeah, there. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I thank thank you for the introduction. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't necessarily describe myself as a musician, but yeah, I oh, do yes, make you... stabs at various musical instruments. And uh, yeah, no, I have definitely uh, patronized um, American music um, multiple, multiple times. It's 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 a, It really is a fun place. I mm-hmm. do like going around. I, I mean, it's, and it's great. I mean, you get, you can pick up all kinds of different, uh, instruments and and give them a play and they are very accommodating so yeah it's definitely uh, one of the one of the places around town that i l- really like to visit uh yeah definitely um for anybody who likes um music or playing music mm-hmm. or wants to play music it's a it's a fantastic place to visit and it just it is one of the things where i compare it to because i grew up in comic book shops and so when you walk into a comic book shop generally you can get an idea of what type of shop it is uh, if it is just kind of the one in the mall that just kind of gets thrown in there because the mall was like, all right, comic book is kind of popular. Who can we get to just put some comics in there? Then you go to the ones that I love where they're like floor to ceiling. There are boxes. There are bins. You have the wall books, which everybody always covets. That is what American music is. And and the staff that you can actually ask questions yes. and expect to get decent answers. <laughs> <laughs> that That is very true, especially... With music stores. I have limited experience with music stores, even though I, I've always gone to them. A lot of places, you go in, and it seems like you're bothering them. Like, really? I just, I just want to know what makes this amp better than this amp. At American Music, like, every time I've gone in there, the staff is great, even though the questions that I ask are probably really simple, and they have probably answered it a bunch of times. But they know what they're talking about, really knowledgeable from floor to ceiling they have every type of musical thing you could ask for yeah it's definitely a place to to visit if you haven't yeah and they have a huge rental program also so if you want to check something out a new mixer a new recorder a guitar or something like that you can rent it for the weekend rent it for a gig so yeah so thank you for sponsoring this episode american music now on to the part of the show. The big finale. The, the, big, the big finale. The big finale. So, each of Ooh. us, and Dr. Andy, People's Critic, Tim Hall, and myself, all have our 2017 Oscar ballots in front of us. <clears throat> the way that we're going to do this is, there are two, two things that we're going to talk about with each of these. There's the movie that we think will win, okay. and the movie that we want to win. Okay. Because guess what? This is Hollywood. The movie that we want to win, that most people think might deserve to win, right. it, it is not going to happen. No. So we're going to go through the... Well, it isn't even nominated in many cases. This that, is true. that is very true. Good this point. True. Uh, so we're going to go through the whole ballot. We're not going to spend time talking about who the nominees are because if you are listening to this, 
The ballot got released on like January 24th. You can go and look at the ballot to see exactly who is in each category. So we're Grab just a ballot going... and follow along. Exactly. When you hear this sound, yeah. ring. <laughs> follow along. Um, and, ye- and, and yell in anger and when you disagree. Pretty much. So we're just going to go round robin style with each category. Yeah. Uh, what I am going to do to hold both of you accountable. Oh, no. Is I'm going to scan these and put them on the website. Okay. <laughs> So that we'll do a wrap, we'll do like a post Oscars episode to see which one of us wins. Hashtag me. I don't know why I said hashtag. Very put my social security number on this. Also, you're very confident in yourself right now. No, I okay. And full disclosure, when I asked these two, (laughs) when I told these two that we're this is going to be part of it, we have not seen all of these movies. Just going to put that out there. There are giant blocks of these movies and categories that I've not seen any of. So. And, and and of course, John also has no reason to be confident at all because he comes to my Oscar oh, party. And we do we kind go. of a competition okay. every year, and and uh, pretty with great regularity, he's either in last position mm, or oh. next to last. Is that your strategy? Okay, yeah. see, so the that wrong movies. That's his strategy. I like to make it. I like to have fun. So to me, it is an Oscar party. It is about hanging out, talking to new people. You want to win, though. He does. I mean, he, he really does yeah, want to. You really want to win. He just doesn't have any in it. Define. <laughs> win i say with quotes subjective apparently because i win at life um Uh, i was literally in the hospital in the mix of like all this oscar stuff you were yeah i was so i missed a lot Mm -hmm. but uh but you are all you are all better now i am all i am i mean i'm not 100 you're on the road i'm on the road yeah i'm on the road i'm good and it's looking like what happened to you (laughs) <laughs> we'll talk afterwards yeah right. yeah yeah no I'm, I'm good but yeah it's uh yeah so i ended up missing a bunch mm-hmm. a lot i think i got to see row one. Oh yeah that was right around that and time. then i ended up like seeing hidden figures mm-hmm. and like because we screened them early we screened right. moonlight early like a month and a half thank god man we screened yeah. a lot of stuff early that i was able to see but a lot of it like i, I hadn't seen matches yeah, yeah. that's a lot so all right so we will we'll start at the top with best picture, and no, again, no, no, no. Let's start at the bottom. Bottom of which column? The bottom of the this last column. One. This yeah. one. Oh, like wow. the ones that nobody really cares Whose about. Whose show is this? What is happening? Well, I mean, that's, how the, that's how the show goes. Yeah. Oh, all right. Jeez. I guess I would not know because again, at the Oscar you, party, I like to socialize. You two busy losing to be, <laughs> oh. <laughs> to be paying attention. Wow. <laughs> Rude. Uh, okay, so starting with production design. Okay. Uh, I will go first. Uh, the movie that I think will win and the movie that I want to win is going to be Passengers. Because I think with, from a production design perspective, I, I just I, I think it could win because of the the scope that they had to deal with. Uh, uh, La La Land is going to win and I don't really care about this one. I'm with, I'm with Andy. I think La La Land is going to win. Okay. Yeah. It's one of the many Oscars that wins. Yeah, true. Uh, visual effects. Tim. Visual effects. I The movie that... I want to win mm-hmm. is the Jungle Book. The movie that I think will win is Kubo and the Two Strings. Interesting. Okay, Andy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like Jungle Book to win, and um, I'm, I'm I'm actually not sure who will win. With me, Jungle Book is the one I want, and I think what will that movie? When you think about it, there was one human, one human being in that in that movie. whole movie. Like that was Kubo is a feat of human engineering. <laughs> like if watching some of the behind the scenes stuff of Kubo. Yeah, it is incredible. But I think, yeah, my will and want is Jungle Book. Film editing. Andy? Uh, I think Arrival is going to win. I don't really have a want. With me, uh, I think Arrival will win. Uh, my want is Moonlight. 
the film editing I, th- I thought was really tight. We're the same. Nice. I, I think Arrival's gonna win, but the film I would want to win is Moonlight. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, cinematography. This one was kind of weird. I kind of ragged on this movie on the episode, but from a cinematography point of view, Silence was one of the most beautifully shot films I have ever seen. Uh, okay. I think it will win. I want it to win, even though I was not a huge fan of the movie. It was it was gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I'm going to go with, I think, Arrival's going to win. Mm. I would like Moonlight to win because I thought Moonlight was just a beautifully shot film. But I think I think Arrival's going to win. Interesting. Okay. And I think La La Land is going to win win this one. Well, whatever. I think you just took the easy answer for all this. It is like when you take a multiple choice and you're like, listen, if you took La La Land at, at Andy's party is all it just every category is in as a win, you might win. But here. So there's. Another and tw- I didn't say La La Land was going to win film editing. Ah, so true. There is a twist also to Andy's <laughs> party that we do every year is when everybody votes. Right. If more people have the right answer, uh-huh. you get less points. Wow. So it actually kind of incentivizes you to search out those other movies that you think could could make a run. Okay. So I like that. That's a really cool idea, actually. Yeah, I came up with it. Um, no, no, you didn't. <laughs> I adapted it. Uh, speaking of adapted, adapted screenplay. Wait, cinematography? Oh, yeah. Adapted screenplay. Uh, I think Arrival's going to win. Ooh. I would like Moonlight to win. Okay. Andy? I actually think Fences might win this one. Ooh, oh, yeah. that would I put Moonlight for both um, adapted screenplay. I think but Fences. Yeah, that that is a good poll. That w- I mean, it, it, I'm foreshadowing, but I think that might be the only one that Fences does get. Yeah, no, no, we'll wait and see. <laughs> OK, so that was adapted screenplay. Uh, yeah, I think Moonlight for both those original screenplay andy i would really like the lobster to win this one i don't i don't have a strong feeling about who will win at this point okay i actually put the lobster also for original screenplay mainly because i want a24 to win all of the awards yes a24 tim and i have talked about it before fantastic studio that makes really original choices really unique choices Mm -hmm. so i put lobster for i want to win manchester by the sea for a will win because yeah. I have a feeling that movie is going to do well. Yeah. I Tim? think it's La La Land's well, another one of their many Oscars for the night. But okay. the movie I would love to win is Hell or High Water. It's one of my favorite films from last year. That was one that I have not seen yet. What? Uh, wow. Sorry. Damn. Come on, man. <laughs> is it, no, because I, I think you would really, really like it. Yeah. No, I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Andy came over, uh, has come over the past couple of weekends. We can kind of catch up on some of the ones that, again, that we missed. Because yeah. uh, I have this bad habit where if I miss a screening... I then tend to forget when it actually is coming out. Right. And so it just kind of slips by. So no, Hell or High Water. a pretty good movie. Yeah. yeah so I, I will watch that before. Uh, okay. Original screenplay. Andy, what was yours for that one? We did that one. You're no. sort of talking sound mixing. Sound Original? mixing's next. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I did lobster. Okay. Right. Sound mixing. Andy. Are we going to cut that? Are we gonna edit that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I don't I don't care. For sound mixing? Yeah. I don't have anything. <laughs> okay. Sound mixing. What I think will win is Arrival. Right. What I want to win, and it, it will not, is, is Rogue One a Star Wars yeah. story? <laughs> Star Wars, man. Yeah. Star Wars gets no love. No love. And there's a lot of sound. For, for, for good reason. I mean, but I, I think what I liked about the sound mixing in Rogue One, it made some new ones, mm-hmm. but it also had so many nostalgia things where it was just like, it felt like Star Wars. We yeah. talked about that in that episode. 
it looked, it sounded, it tasted, it smelled like Star Wars. So for sound mixing, I would like it to be Rogue One. I think it will be a rival. Same. I think it. Okay. I I think it's gonna be Rogue One. I think they're gonna they're gonna slide wow. it. Yeah, it's gonna okay. get a little bit of love. That would be great. Sound editing. Uh, I put for my will win Hacksaw Ridge. Mm-hmm. My want to win. Honestly, with these ones, it was kind of dumb. But Arrival for oh, sound I editing. You were say Sully. Ugh. No. But I think Hacksaw Ridge <laughs> will win because the Academy loves war movies. And when it comes to a war movie, you need a lot of authentic sound effects. And I think I think it has a good chance. What do you think, Tim? Uh, I think a rival for both. It's, it's kind of what I want to win. I think I think it will win. Okay. No opinion. Wow. <laughs> so Andy took the easy way out of just. No, the, absolutely. Uh, original song, Tim. I think La La Land is <laughs> going to win for City of Stars, which is a really good song. But uh, what I want to win, and I think our friend Jessica will appreciate this, uh, how far I'll go from Moana mm. is the is the movie is the song I would love to see win, and okay. it gets it gets Lin Manuel a, a EGOT. That would yeah yeah one of the youngest I think yeah. if you were to get that. So I'm, I'm cheering for him to get the EGOT. Okay, next Sunday, Andy. Uh, I think City of Star City of Stars from La La Land will win. What is the one you want to win? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, same thing. I think City of Stars will win, even though. When Andy and I talked about that movie, none of the music stuck with us. Like, we walked out of that, mm-hmm. out, of, out of a musical, a musical, not really thinking of the music. Mm-mm. When I listen to the soundtrack now, I'm like, okay, this, yeah. this song is I good. enjoy listening to the soundtrack. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I think it will win. Uh, I hate to say that the one that I would want to win, because it is not, but Can't Stop the Feeling from Trolls yeah. is a bona fide, like, hit, which does not make any sense whatsoever, but... Ooh. Yeah, I'm surprised none of the songs from um, from what's his name are on here. What's that? That <laughs> Sing Street. Okay, see now I called that too on small. on it's episode. Small. I want to say like episode two or three. He did. He did I said, that, yeah. uh, "Drive it like you stole Drive it." Drive it like you stole it. It's a great Best original song. song. Just it, didn't get seen enough. It's a great yeah, it, song. I think I, no, Andy. I think is totally right. I'm I'm with Andy. I thought it being released on Netflix was sort of oh, boosted, awesome. and no. Yeah, yeah, that's a great song. Great film, great song. It was one of the 2016 movies that slid under the radar, unfortunately. It's it funny because I recommend it to people and they mm-hmm. watch it and they're like, "Man, I love this movie." I'm yeah, like, I know mm-hmm. it's great. It it is one of the best like coming of age tales we've had in a, funny. a long time. Yeah, really funny. It makes me yeah. want to watch that <laughs> right now. Uh, okay, so original score. I forgot the order we were in. So Andy, uh, I, uh, I think it was Tim, but uh, um, <laughs> right. uh, yeah, La La Land. Uh, yeah. I think is <laughs> it has. I don't. Can it lose? I don't think it can. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. I'm. I'm saying La La Land. I would like to see Moonlight get some love there, but it probably won't. But yeah, I put La La, La, La Land also. Moonlight has that beautiful, like discordant yes. symphony throughout, yes, but yes, not yes. enough. Not enough. Yeah. Um, okay. Now to the categories that are going to be a crapshoot, 100% crapshoot. Right. Tim, animated short. <laughs> Pearl, right? Pearl was before... Which one was um, It was before... Zootopia? No. no. Uh, Finding Dory, right? It was it oh. called Piper? Which other one before Finding Dory is going to win? It was before another movie. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's, what, that's the one that's going to win. Either, it's either Pearl or Piper. I couldn't remember which one it was. But that's the one. It started with the P and it had like the little birds. and. Okay. Yeah, that's going to win. Interesting. All right, Andy? 
Um, yeah, you can count me out on any of the shorts because I haven't seen any of them yet. I am planning on seeing some maybe tonight and mm. before uh, the Oscars, but I have not seen any, so I'm sorry, I have no opinion. Uh, I have not seen any of these either, I think, but I guessed uh, what my will and want is pear cider and cigarettes. I have no idea why. Does it sound cool? It sounds interesting. I haven't seen any. We can skip the shorts. I haven't seen any. I think I saw Time Code for live action short. But uh, we only have a couple more. That's so, it. Uh, live action short. What do you think, Tim? I haven't seen any of them. Just guess, man. A time oh. Time Code I think is the only one I've seen, so Time Code. Okay. okay. La Femme en et le TGV. I haven't, seen them. I haven't seen any of them, John. Uh, Silent Nights. This? Silent Nights is my will and want. It is going to be great. Silent Night was a great horror movie, by the way. That oh, Killer wow. Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. They did like five of them. Yeah. yeah I, should, like, what, I was probably too young to be watching that movie, but I watched it. Yeah. So you guys have not seen documentary shorts? None of no. those? No. None of I mean, the only one I've even heard of is The White Helmet. So yeah, it's so the only one I've heard of. Yeah, let's say that one. Uh, Joe's Violin why is going to win. Why to do this? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've only seen The White Helmet. <laughs> well, Joe's Violin. Okay. Count it. Uh, documentary feature. Now, this one is, is going to get real interesting. Um, Tim, go ahead. OJ Main America. It's probably is, the, it, is which one, what I think is gonna win and what I want to win. Okay, it's probably and I love the thirteenth. Um, I haven't seen I am not your Negro yet, mm-hmm. but OJ Man in America was probably the best thing I watched all last year, and it, it was fat. Did you watch? Either of you watch it? Nope. You, what you did? I, I know. I know. It's I fascinating. Can't, I can't do OJ. I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I was someone who was on OJ Overload, right? Mm-hmm. And we all lived through it. Yep. But there was so much that I didn't remember, mm. so much that as an adult, like looking back, that I see completely differently. And it's broken into five parts. It's like the first part is like the history right. of like race in L.A. So it's all this history of like the police and race and the riots in L.A. Mm-hmm. Then the second one is like it ends with O.J. starting USC. Then it bridges into O.J.'s career at USC and his pro career. The, then it, it, that ends with the murder. So the third part is like the murder and and what happened around his like mm. his relationship with with uh, what with murder Nicole he was Bunch. found innocent there was a murder that took place where two mm. people were there murdered was a murder <laughs> so two, <laughs> so two people were murdered so it, it discusses just the unrelated to OJ that's all right yeah he had nothing to do with it but here's the best part mm-hmm. parts four and five so part four is the trial and they really dig into like how crazy it was like what mm-hmm. a circus it was yeah and in part five which I had no idea about was OJ's life post-trial the most interesting thing for me was that oj tried to go back to his normal life he tried golfing he just went back to brentwood like yeah hey guys i'm no, here no, he was he was going to find the murderer yeah he was he oh, was yeah, going to find the real killers <laughs> he just shows up in brentwood was and they're like the- you're a murderer and he was like what i'm oj no i no, um, i was innocent like, it's, mm. listen it's it's i know it's about 10 hours worth of stuff seven and a half i want to say but it's it's but it feels uh, like 10 it's a hundred percent worth your time a hundred percent that is what i kept hearing and the way that what is Ezra Miller does a great job, like mm. setting up and editing. None of it's boring. I, you know, I didn't realize that Nicole Brown Simpson had a relationship with um, Kato Kalen. No, with um, Marcus Allen. What? Yes, they were a thing. They used to hook up. Interesting. OJ was jealous. I mean, it it looked really good when it came out. It's good. The way that it was nominated was really yeah, that's, interesting. That's the whole issue people have. Like when people get supporting actors and they should be leads and like it's well that and just for food. it to even be nominated, <laughs> it had to be released in a theater in its entirety by a certain date, and they only screened they only showed it in a theater for a very very short period of time. But to be nominated, like to be part of the Oscars. Right. 
had to be in a theater in its full length. It's, that's part of the politics of the Oscars that I hate. Is that yeah. that kind of thing? Even though I'm happy it's there, it's yeah. Yeah, yeah I see. I I can't can't do OJ. So even if it's great, I can't nominate it or or go for it. Uh, okay. I'm just gonna say just for the heck of it that I I I think I am not I am not your Negro will win. Um, I don't know if I really think that. Um, but I would like Thirteenth to win. Okay. Uh, I put OJ as will win, just from what I keep hearing. <laughs> what I would like to win would be thirteenth. Okay. Uh, foreign language film, Andy. Uh, a man called Ovi. Okay. I, I, I think. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm almost inclined to think Tony Erdman, but just yeah, you can't get German humor and it, it win an Oscar. <laughs> I don't think we're quite there yet. Yeah. No. I haven't seen any of these foreign language films, but people really love Tony Erdman. People I know who've seen it have really raved about it. Okay. So is that your? What is your? That's my pick. Okay. Yeah. Mine is also A Man Called Ulla, uh, which is how you pronounce it in Swedish. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> I speak Danish, by the way. I know you do. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> yib hipper. Uh, yib hipper. <laughs> animated feature. Uh, t- uh, uh, Andy. Oh, no, Tim first. Go ahead. I'm going to go. I'm sorry, Ooh. Jessica. I'm going to go Zootopia. <laughs> okay, Andy. Uh, I think Moana. Ooh. Really? Never I love Moana. Not going to happen. Yeah. We love we love you, Jess. Curly nerd. Uh, but not gonna happen. Zootopia. Yeah. Yep. Zootopia. Okay. Uh, makeup and hairstyling. And now this one, thirty three percent chance <laughs> of success. Uh, Andy, go ahead. Uh, I uh, Suicide Squad. I think it's gonna win. Oh. <laughs> I think Star Trek's gonna win, but I really want Suicide Squad to win so they can say Oscar winner. Ugh. Suicide Squad. That would be painful. I put it on every poster. Make up I'd re-release it poster. and be like, yep. Oscar winning. Oscar winning. Suicide Squad. Makeup and hairstyle. Like, There's a lot of There's makeup tons and hairstyle. There's tons of makeup. I get There's it. There's tons of Killer hairstyle. Killer Croc. Ugh. Joker. I'm going to get me some BET. Har- Harley, oh gosh. <laughs> Harley Quinn. Enchantress. Yeah. 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 There's a lot. Uh, my will win is a man called Uv, which I, yeah, I have not even seen that, but I just did That's not want pick. Suicide okay. squad, squad to win. But my want to win would be Star Trek Beyond. I think the creature design, the alien design was unique. Michael Westmore has been involved with those since the beginning. Yeah. Uh, Costume design. Now, this is another one that I called when we talked about it on episode. I was like, if Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is not nominated for costume design, I would be really upset. It is nominated. That is what I want to win. Unfortunately, I think La La Land will win. Why? It is modern day LA. Yeah, I don't think well, you know, when all, I guess the opening, the big opening felt like a costume design win because it's all these different people dancing around in different clothes. Yeah. But I, I think Fantastic Beasts is going to win. That would be awesome. Uh, I think and want uh, Fantastic Beasts. Nice. All right. Glad you actually listened to me on one of the episodes, Andy. I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> okay. Now to the big ones. Best Supporting Actress. Andy. I think I, I I guess I lied earlier on in this when I said yeah. that, that <laughs> about the fences movie. I think um, I think Viola Davis, mm-hmm. Viola, Viola, Viola oh, okay, yeah. um, will 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 win. And do I want her to win? Yeah, but I kind of split that with Michelle Williams in Manchester by the Sea as well. Okay, uh, both of mine, my will and want is Viola Davis. Like her performance in Fences, she has the the cry down it's to a not, science it's not cry, it's not yeah. cry like yeah. that pretty good that was yeah. one of the most powerful scenes i would be interested to find out how many takes 
She did. Say, did. She actually talked about it. I said on the episode that I thought it was like one long take because uh, how would you reapply yeah. all of that? Apparently, she said that that whole scene took thirty takes. Oh wow! Shoot. So for her to get into that mindset, that many like give right. it to her. So right. that is my will and want. Say, I, I think she will win. Mm-hmm. I really kind of want to see Naomi Harris win. I thought oh, okay. she was great in Moonlight. I felt like she played three different people. Yeah. And she I only think. shot for like two days or something yeah. crazy. So she knocked that out. Like I could that that would she be She was on set for maybe two days. Yeah. That would be a good feel good one. Right. Um, and I thought she was fantastic in the film. Yeah. And she's the only person in the film who's in in, in, in each act. Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet. Yeah. Yep. Janelle Monet too. But as yeah. well. Uh best supporting actor. Tim. Uh Mahershala Ali. I want him to win. I think he will win. He's had he's had a hell of a year. He he is picking up a lot of Hell awards of the year. Yeah. Andy? Uh yeah, I think Mahershala Ali will win. I I want I want Michael Shannon to win an uh, an Oscar at some point in time. I wish he could have won it for Revolutionary Road, mm-hmm. but um yeah, uh, if he can win it for this, I'd be I'd be fairly happy. Okay. My will and want is Mahershala Ali. Yeah. Michael Shannon when when uh, Andy and I actually watched Nocturnal Animals together. Mm-hmm. I said that Michael Shannon, and this is on wax now, uh. <laughs> Michael Shannon will be one of the actors of our generation who will never win an Oscar, but will get a legacy Oscar 30 years from now. Okay. Unfortunately. Like, I unfortunately. Get that. like Andy Serkis? <sighs> Create a damn category for him already. Like, like, <laughs> it'll be Andy's, that's going to be the Andy Serkis yeah. award. But I think Michael Shannon, I mean, he is phenomenal. And everything great. he has done, he is captivating. He just, I just don't think he will ever win an Oscar, but he deserves one. And I think you're right, Andy, that he missed his best shot with Revolutionary Road. Um, best actress, Tim. I think it's gonna be Emma Stone. Ugh. Really? I think so. <laughs> Gross. I, I think I so. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's gonna be Emma Stone. Okay. Who do you I want don't really to care. win? Uh, not really a want. Maybe Natalie Portman for Jackie because I hear she's Ugh. good in it. But I think it's gonna be Emma Stone. <laughs> I think she's gonna walk away with it. That mm, yeah, I, no, right. I think I think it's going to be Natalie Portman. Uh, okay. I think it's her time, and I really didn't think Emma Stone stood out that much. I she really, really did not. Uh, my will and want is Isabelle Huppert from Elle. Quick question: Have I seen Elle? No. Nope. <laughs> no. But I just of those ones, like Ruth Nega is great. Uh, I, I heard Loving it. was really good, but I just don't think people are ready for that. Yeah. Uh, Emma Stone was just blah. Natalie Portman. You think people are not ready for interracial marriage? Uh, don't even get me started on it. In Cheetos America. Uh, uh, Meryl Streep, just no. Stop. She's got too many. Stop she's nominating her. got too her. many, darn it. She does a movie every year and gets nominated every year. Like she is, She's good. She is brilliant. She no, is she, brilliant. She is good. But yeah. somebody please stop her. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, best actor. Uh, my choice for this, my will and want, because it would be... Awesome. Would we done by Washington in Fences? Andy? Not, no. Yeah, no. I figured you would. No, no, no. Yeah. Casey Affleck, uh, brilliant. Uh, definitely the best I've ever seen him in Manchester by the Sea. That's my think, my will and want. I think he, I think Casey, I'm with Andy, I think Casey will win. Mm-hmm. I want Denzel to win because that was the most Denzel role I think I've ever seen him in. And I don't think he could have played it years ago. I think he had to be at this age to play a very convincing uh, Troy Maxwell. I, I could see that. Uh, with Casey, my only reason that I'd not choose him is because I think Sexual that, assault? Yeah, I think all of that going on right now, 
I think people might be a little sexual too harassment, se- sexual harassment. Yeah. I think that if he were to win, the internet is going to catch on fire because people are just going to be like, yeah, it's celebrating someone who was convicted. Like, and also this is the same year where we where we saw Nate Parker sort of get ghosted, sort of ghosted yeah. for his uh, his uh, past discretions with sexual yeah. assault. So yeah. yeah, so I I think some of that might carry over, but. Okay, to the last two. Okay. Best director. Tim? I'm going to go with Barry Jenkins. I think he wins. I think it's what I want. I think he wins. I think if there is one award mm-hmm. that Moonlight gets, I think it's the best director. Okay. So that is both Will and Juan? Both Wong? Will and Juan, yeah. Okay. Andy? Um, I think this is... I think Damien Chazelle for La La Land is going to get it. Um, oh, yeah. I would like, I would actually like Kenneth Lonergan uh, to get you this. You love that guy. Well, because <laughs> because he should have, he probably should have won it for, for Margaret. That's why. Okay. Uh, I think Damien Chazelle will win it. I really, really want Barry Jenkins. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I think the story that Barry Jenkins had to tell was way more challenging, way more diverse. And the way he told it. And the way he told it, the choices he made. La La Land was just, I hate to use the term, it was just basic. Like, Here, it was, here's it was, the problem with La La Land. Here's where I think La La Land's going to win. Okay. It, people loved it, and it, 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 it raved. Like, I saw it, we saw it, like, we saw it mm-hmm. the week of the election. Yeah, something like that. Because people were in a funk, and we all went and saw it. It's like, oh, well, life is still good, and we believe in love, and these are the great things. <laughs> right. Then there was a backlash to it, mm-hmm. and I think we're going to see a backlash to the backlash, which is bringing everything back around to people loving it and praising it. It's not that much, it's not that feel good of a movie though. That's the interesting thing about it. I mean, I, I'm not a like, yeah. huge fan of it, but I mean, it's not a it's very bitter. One of, one of the things that I liked the most about it, which were only a couple things, but <laughs> <laughs> the ending, honestly, like I liked it. I liked I liked the ending a lot. The ending song I thought was dumb because it was just like, hey, we have a bunch of money left over, just do one more big song and dance number. But I liked that it was not the ending that that people thought so okay um i like that all right best picture the granddaddy of them all uh i will go first okay um i think what will win is manchester by the sea uh giving your boy kenneth lonigan some love what i get wins i i do i i think what i want to win though is moonlight i think i mean moonlight i have said it before i will say it again Moonlight is one of the most important films of our generation. Everybody should see Moonlight. It tells a story that needs to be told that has been silenced for so, so very long. Mm-hmm. It took risks. It, Moonlight, yeah, it, it deserves it. I, I just don't think it will win. Tim? Um, I think La La Land takes home the big, the big trophy. I think it does. Yeah. I think it does. I, I want Moonlight to win, but I think mm-hmm. La La Land is going to be the film that sort of walks away with all the wins. Yeah, fair enough. Andy? Uh yeah, uh I think La La Land wins. It's it's the year for La La Land. Um, I, I know this is going to be controversial, but I didn't like Moonlight all that much. I mean, I liked it. I didn't mm-hmm. like it that much. Um, so uh, my my want for for win is Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. Okay, I think La La Land would be the film people look back ten years from now and say, "Why did it win all these awards?" I I, I think so. Good, good, but not great. In a year where we've had some really, really outstanding films. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. La La Land was the film that I think... Love Letter to Hollywood. Yeah, it's a, mm-hmm. not only is it Love Letter to Hollywood, right? If you go down this list of films, Arrival, Fences, Hawksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, Moonlight, right? 
they've all got something that's a little tough to digest. Something, some yeah. more than others, right? Yeah, but a little definitely. something that's like, Ugh, whether it be violence, subject matter, mm-hmm. arrivals to sci-fi, yeah, which, you know, right? So, but La La Land, it has none of that, right? It's mm-hmm. just, it's a love story about two people fighting for their dreams and an actress and a jazz musician and music and beautiful, two pretty people falling in love. Like, And I think one other uh, element is that um, some some of the films, their thematic or background stuff is going to mm-hmm. split votes. Yes. So, for instance, I can see that. Yeah. Oscar So White. We have on the one hand, do we do we go Hidden Figures or do we go Moonlight? I mean, right. uh, or Fences, right. Fences. For, yeah. Right. You know, yeah. Like, whoa. Yeah. I I think I I do not think La La Land will do as many Oscar wins as it did Golden Globes. Okay. Um, or not Golden. It was yeah, Golden Globes. Yeah, Golden. How it won damn near everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just yeah, I think in a year where there were so many movies that made distinct choices and made it just yeah, just different. Uh, I I just La La Land is just old school. And but basic, I, but I'm but... happy to see some more diversity this year. Absolutely, I, this, is a, this is a good first step. This is right. the end. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I like to see more of our sort of Latino brothers and sisters and Asian brothers and sisters be represented mm-hmm. uh, next year in all categories, directing film, not just foreign language films like, you know, so I'm hoping that this is a good first step. And I hope that this sort of way of thinking outside the box continues with the Academy. For sure. Cool. So that was our that was our total rundown. Uh, these will be scanned. These will be put on my website okay. about dot com. No backing out of these. Um, then again, at the Oscar party on Sunday. Sunday, yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of these choices might might be changed yeah, sure. a, a little bit, maybe. Okay. Uh, but yeah. So on this episode, we talked about a bunch of stuff. Uh, we talked about Fist Fight, which got two goods. Two goods. It, yeah. it was you know, a marginal good. Uh, great Wall. <laughs> yes, the Great Wall. <laughs> not so great. Not so great. Um, and it was not the greatest wall. Not the greatest. That's coming. Which we will look forward that to. That sequel's coming. The right. greatest wall. Uh, it, it got two bads. Uh, almost ugly, but just a solid bad. Uh, and then Logan, right. which which got two solid good. Solid good, yeah. Uh, it is not what you are expecting. Yes, that's so, true. Uh, yeah. Andy, anything else going on? Any like I know that Oscars are coming up. It's it's all Oscars all the time. Yeah. So you said you are going to try and check out the. the is it probably start with the animated shorts? Animated shorts for the live action shorts because the documentary shorts I think are really quite long. Yeah. And there, where do you where do you, where do you see those? We should plug somebody locally. Like, uh, does it? Um, Sif Uptown? There's Guild Forty uh, Fifth. There's uh, Sif Uptown, and I believe the Sundance, if it's still called the Sundance uh, Theatres, mm-hmm. are playing something as well. And they just group them all together. You buy a ticket, and you're, they play all of them back to back. Yeah, nice. I should do that because yeah, th- those ones those completely slip past me. Yeah, they, they will. So cool, uh, Tim. Any any big things coming up? Other uh, than the Oscars? A couple of more movies coming up, which will be mm-hmm. fun. Get out next week. Yes. Um, some interviews I'm doing that should be fun. So yeah, that's about it. Get in. Also getting ready for the Oscars. It's arguing time. Doing oh yeah! Season. So I'm ready for all the debates and the Twitter storm and people <laughs> complaining and people being upset. So I'm excited for that. It's always fun. Excellent. And then where can people follow your adventures on the internet? Um, adventures <laughs> on the internet. Uh, at <laughs> People's Critic on Twitter, uh, the People's Critic Blog Check out some reviews and interviews. Um, 
Snapchat, people's critic, mm-hmm. Instagram, it's the same. Yeah, come follow me, come argue. I'm, I'm here for it. Sweet. Andy, I'm not going to ask uh, where people can find you on the internet yeah, because they, they cannot. <laughs> they cannot find Andy <laughs> so, on the internet. I know he stays away from that. Uh, as for this podcast, you have been listening to the About Trivia podcast. Uh, new episodes come out every Wednesday. I have been your host, that guy named John. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at about to review. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, give a five star rating, like you heard earlier in the episode. Uh, so definitely thank you to everyone who left those. Uh, you can listen to it on Stitcher. Uh, hopefully, getting on SoundCloud. I keep saying that. Got to talk to Damien uh, and get that going. But yeah, if you want to go to patreoncom about to review, that would also be great. And support our sponsor, American Music in Fremont. I will put a link to their website at the bottom. So for this episode, I have been that guy named John. This is Dr. Andy signing off. And this is Tim. And we will see you next time. This has been an About to Review production. Thank you to Vexing Media, who provides audio editing services. They are a graphic design, website design, and digital media company. You can find them at their website, vexingmedia.com, or on Facebook and Twitter, at Vexing Media.